on this episode of the Film Optics Podcast. It looks like Olivia Wilde will be directing a Spider-Woman movie for Marvel. And it also looks like DC fandom is just so big, it's splitting its event into two separate dates. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. I'm your host, Christian, and today we're going to be talking about, of course, the world of film, TV, and everything pop culture related. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devil. How are you doing? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Justice. Tell me, do you bleed? You will. (laughs) <laughs> remember that video of the kid in the batman mask <laughs> well he was like his mom's like max what do you want for dinner he's like justice uh, what a classic. <laughs> with a side of spaghetti <laughs> he's yelling at his dog and his dog's just looking at him he's like where is he where is he <laughs> that was funny ah how's your week been man you been good yeah it's been all right just it's august august is weird i don't know yeah a lot, it doesn't a lot feel of basketball like for me it's been very enjoyable having basketball on at all times of the day i've not watched a single game yet i i don't know if it's just me or i mean i'm not much of a basketball person anyway so i mean you know that so yeah i'm just wait, ready for football season i don't know how it's gonna work but i'm ready for it yeah we're in a we're in a league together it should be interesting it should be. I'm at the very bottom of that snake draft, but that's fine. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it could work. Ninth. Am I such a bad your ninth? number? How many people are in that draft? I think it's like fifteen 12. or something. Twelve. I might be number twelve. I don't know. <laughs> I think the last pick is nice though, because you get that that first pick next. Yeah, that double and back and forth, the snake draft up and down. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll have to. Let the best uh, best team win. So that'll be very interesting. But um, before we begin today's review, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, Pandora, and of course, iHeartRadio. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. I uh, again, like it's 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 really weird. Like I thought we had a decent amount coming in yesterday when I was making the notes, and then we got hit with some some pretty big news today was was the haymaker yeah today was the haymaker it was uh oof we'll just have to you know wait and see what's what's going on here um so all right let's get into the comic book news here so we have uh starting off it's going to be of course for those of you who don't know uh dc fandom uh it's dc's essentially their version of comic-con uh they're going to be celebrating every uh all things, you know, DC related uh, is going to be this Saturday starting at 10 p.m. No, 10 a.m. Excuse me. Pacific time. Uh, we will be covering the event ourselves uh, later on on Sunday after all the excitement is over. We have some uh, special guests coming on to uh, join us there. But um, the virtual event apparently was so big that they had to split it in, split it apart into two into two dates. I don't know why I'm talking like that right now. But 
Yes, it looks like the Hall of Heroes section, which is everything uh, movies, TV, video games uh, related, will still happen this weekend, this Saturday, starting at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, things will, of course, you know, we'll see Suicide Squad, uh, Wonder Woman, 1984, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, everything else when it comes to, I believe it's the like the kids verse, the um, the multiverse, all that jazz, anything comic book or DC animated related is actually being pushed back to a separate date, which is September 12th, I believe. Uh, which is Saturday, Saturday, September 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So that's going to be the Explore the Multiverse um, segment of the DC fandom. And I'm kind of glad they did this, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, I actually missed this news apparently, but it is, it's it's very good news to me. Um, just get the important stuff in there that, that Saturday. Don't need it to go 24 hours like a legit 24 hours. Cause I was looking at everything, you know, I'm sitting there making my schedule and I was like, I, there's no way I can cover all this. Like even, you know, uploading things to just like social media, you know, there's some things you want to share. I can't share everything. You know, we're, we're a two man team here. So it's, and it's tough, but I'm very excited that they split this up because it literally would have been overload. Like everything. I'm glad they're they're doing it this way. So that's that's a good thing. I know um you're going to be tuning in um during anything anything you're excited to see? Well, now it's uh, trimmed down to a nice 8-hour chunk. It makes it a little easier. It's still not, <laughs> not not a great use of a Saturday, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely well, interested in in a good amount of the panels. Yeah, for sure. Well, the good thing is, Devin, you can go over to DC Fandom's website and make your own schedule. Uh, posted an article uh, yesterday, or actually, eh, technically last night. It was more of like a quiet drop on the Music City Drive-In um, website, where um, you know, so you can, you know, you can still make your own schedule. But the only way to tune into the event is, I mean, you can do it from your phone, but they kind of recommend that you do it from your computer, but. I feel like a lot of people are going to be on their phones watching it anyway. So you can kind of make your own schedule so that, you know, just watch the things that are interested to you. It's it's not like, you know, we're sitting there. It's E3, you know, two, three years ago. You know, we, we, we got the boys together. We're, we're sitting there watching everything, the good and the bad, <laughs> you know, just kind of trying to get through all the crap so we can get to the good stuff. So it's it's really nice how we can kind of make our own schedules. I really appreciate DC uh, doing that, and I I really wish Marvel had something like this. So yeah, last, uh, year, just what, last year was so hype, and then this year is just nothing. Yeah, I I, I feel like they they sh- they've shown everything that they needed to show for now. Um, you know, hopefully we will get those. Uh, you know, uh, Captain. Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, wow, blanking on the names, WandaVision, Loki, et cetera, um, coming up uh, this fall, hopefully. You know, uh, the pandemic's been affecting a lot of stuff uh, as of late. So, oh, well. All right. Let's let's uh, let's move over to some uh, next news. So let's have you, we talked about that for longer than I thought, but that's okay. Go go ahead with this next piece of news. Now is the, the Batman chunk of the show here. I'm Batman. Robert. 
Batten Pattinson, <laughs> the Batman, is resuming production in September. Ooh. So that'll be interesting. I mean, not really much to say. Uh, of course, we did get a little sneak peek at the, um, the logo. You know, at, at the logo for the Batman and a little uh, uh, DC fandom art as well uh, posted on Instagram earlier today. So you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, I believe it's all over Twitter now. So it, it's looking pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. We, we, I just want to talk about how how great it is to be a Batman fan right now. There's just an endless, constant flow of content, like at all times. If you're a fan, yeah, which most people, a lot of people are, so it's a good time. It is a great time to be a Batman fan. I agree. Even with, uh, I think I, <laughs> I can't remember if I sent it to you or not. There was like this one guy who was like approving like all these different papers, and it's like Warner Brothers <laughs> approving anything with Batman's name on it. He's just like flying through, like. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're a person who doesn't like Batman, good luck next year. It's yeah, be a rough year for you. It's going to be a very rough year because we got a lot of stuff coming up, and we got a lot more Batman news coming up because it looks like Ben Affleck and Batfleck, the, uh, Batfleck will be uh, returning in, um, as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie called The Flash. So we got the the Batman, the Flash. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are very excited about this. Batman's going to be, uh, well, Ben Affleck, excuse me, is going to be putting on the suit, uh, once more. I don't know for how long I know you, you were talking about earlier, how it would be nice if it was like more of a perfect send off for his, uh, Batman, but, uh, wanted to get your, uh, tidbits and thoughts about this. Yeah. The first thought was concerned because, uh, I think, Batfleck, I think <clears throat> his physical appearance is the most Batman-like out of all the actors, but I hate his personality as Batman. Did not enjoy him in Justice League at all. <laughs> I don't so, think anybody did. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of Batfleck fans out there, though. I don't really get it. We're more on the Christian Bale side, the the true Batman, the the one that we the one we grew up with. My, Michael Keaton too. I think he's he's always yeah. Good. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, man, oh, man. Some so crazy, I was definitely crazy. concerned at first because if it's like a thing where he's going to do multiple movies and sign on for more, it's just like you're just adding too much. But I think yeah. if they make it just like a cameo appearance, like a nice send-off for him, that's, that's ideal. And it seems like most reports are indicating that to be the case. Yeah. And, of course, Michael Keaton is also supposed to be in this um, – in this movie as well. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see what's going on here. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about how Ben Affleck is, you know, crucial to this saying that he's a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the movie and uh, the interaction and relationship between Barry and uh, Affleck's Wayne will bring an emotional level that we haven't seen before. I think we've already saw that in Spider-Man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Stark and Iron Man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see. Very excited to uh, see uh, what they have in store. Like, this is Barry's movie, um, as they say, uh, from this uh, Vanity Fair article. I'm kind of just reading through, skimming it through and whatnot. But the real question is, Devin, when is Anade Armas going to play Poison Ivy? Because I want that to happen. I just want her to play anybody. 
I do too. I really, really do. I also also think it's interesting that DC and Marvel are both doing multiverse movies in very similar time frames. Yeah, like at yeah around the same time. Flash come out before or after Doctor Strange? That's a good question. I I do not. Is it before? Well, of course, we got Doctor Strange and we have um, WandaVision, which is supposed to tie into uh, Multiverse of Madness with uh, Doctor Strange as well. So we'll just have to kind of keep our ears to the ground there. I don't know. It's going to be a bumpy ride for sure. Speaking of bumpy rides, um, DC Universe streaming service is um, finally moving its content to HBO Max. Thank God. Get get rid of it. Just not need it. Literally just bring everything that was on DC Universe, even if you want to have your own comic section or if you want to keep DC Universe as a comic-based streaming, not streaming service, or digital storefront, that's fine. But you need to take everything off TV show-wise and put it on HBO Max, which they are doing. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, there's not much more to say there. Well, it's Jim Lee. He brought us the good news. The the man in charge. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. (laughs) You know, and and he also, a lot of people are concerned about the company's future when it comes to comics. And he said they're still in the business of publishing comics because, of course, none of this, we wouldn't even have DC fandom if it wasn't for the comics in the first place. So, you know, just got to chill, you know. Every I feel like they're they're trying to give each medium a a um, you know spot in the limelight, and we'll just uh, have to trust in Jim Lee's decision. I mean, he made a pretty good decision already by moving everything over from DC Universe over to HBO Max, which I really really appreciate because it really just brings the the value up of the things that you can watch on HBO Max. It's actually becoming one of my favorite streaming services i mean yeah there's netflix but outside of netflix i'm i'm pretty much on hbo max just watching some stuff sometimes on disney plus re-watching some old stuff but mainly on the uh the old hbo so there is that but speaking sad, of sad news for you possibly <sighs> have you have you watched the show I watched the show. Have been focusing on Doom Patrol, but Harley Quinn is certainly on the how, list. How far are you in Doom Patrol right now? Almost done with season one. A couple more to <sighs> okay, go. I'm like, okay, I'm on episode uh, eight or nine. So I'm like, I'm, I'm kind really of, enjoying it. Oh, I'm I'm really enjoying it too. Like I'm because I started I started it before you like a while ago, and then I stopped for some reason, and then you started picking it up. I was like, oh crap. Like, I mean, if we're going to review season two, which I have a feeling that we will, might as well, you know, I want to try to hammer out the rest of season one this weekend. Um, hopefully, <laughs> you know, watch, um, we're watching DC fandom while watching Doom Patrol at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you got multiple screens. Yeah, that is true. Man, I'm an early riser. I, I can make it work for sure. But yes, uh, it looks like Harley Quinn, the show, uh, the beloved show that was on DC Universe, now on HBO Max. Um, it looks like season three's fate is uh, has remained undecided. As of now, audiences have, of course, quickly fell in love with Harley Quinn, the DC animated universe Siri, uh, series. It's it, it's It's really great. 
I just, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. You know, it's obviously, you know, it's an animated show. So the show, the uh, time, run length aren't super long. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a good time. I, I think everyone should to really watch it. Uh, season one and two, uh, it it tells a full concise story as well. So I'm I'm telling you, man, this is this is great. It's good stuff. I'm just really hoping they uh, come out with a season three. Maybe they'll surprise us on Saturday. So that'd be pretty cool. But we have a lot more surprises in the mix here. If you want to take this last bit of comic book news, yeah, this one seemed to fly fly under the radar a little bit yesterday. Seems like it's a pretty big deal. At least, at least we were thinking so. Made it the uh, the thumbnail, right? Yeah, yeah, it is the thumbnail. I mean, I was like, I mean, come on. Like, I, I was thinking about making a DC thumbnail, but I'm like, well, you know what? We 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 have a post show. We'll, we'll worry about all that stuff later on. So, I was like, Let, let's give something else the 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 star of the show. So, I I thought this was perfect. Olivia Wilde, our our favorite book smart director has been tapped to direct an untitled female-centered Marvel movie at Sony. And, of course, she replies with a spider emoji, which hints at Spider-Woman. Well, maybe is it Spider-Gwen? Oh, it could be. Mm. Get some Haley Seinfeld action up in there. She can play Kate Bishop in Spider-Gwen, right? Same time? It's been done. It's been done, yeah. Who would you want to play uh, the... uh, Oh, my gosh, I forgot... uh, Spider Woman's name, uh, Jessica. Um, it's, something. It's Jessica something. Yeah. Uh, who Who would you have for like an ideal role? Uh, for Miss Joel Spider Woman. I haven't even thought about it. I saw a lot of people were saying um, Caitlin Dever. Of course, you know she's a hot and upcoming artist or actor herself, actress. However, you want to pronounce that, but. Yeah, either her or someone said Saoirse Ronan as well. Jessica Drew, that's her name. Jessica Drew, that's what that's what it was. I'm like, it's not Jessica Jones, it's Jessica something. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, hey, I mean, Olivia Wilde stole my heart with with uh, with Booksmart, so I yeah, absolutely love it. I'm excited, very very excited for that. Congratulations, Olivia Wilde. We hope you uh, make another killing at the box office, or just another killing, you know. Film-wise, I'm going to stop talking about that now. <laughs> so um, I guess we have one small little bit of news here. Uh, Jensen uh, Ackles has been casted as Soldier Boy. Soldier <laughs> in Boy, the boys. <laughs> Soldier Boy, tell him. He's been, Jensen's been cast in uh, The Boys Season 3, Devin. We haven't even gotten to Season 2 yet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Supernatural but, is a, a very popular show. and I think it's ending... Like now or soon, I believe so. so. Like, it's been on like the air for a while. Uh, looks like he's moved right on to to the boys, to the boys, to the boys. Yeah, so I'm excited. It, my, not much else to say. We had some pretty. Oh, there was uh, Craven the Hunter. I forgot to add that story in. Uh, has like a director, right? It's yeah, I don't know who the director is, but uh, yeah, there's gonna know. be a Craven movie. Yeah, so do your research on that because. I don't have the information in front of me. So, <laughs> all right. So let's get into the new normal here. Um, let's, uh, ooh, man, it looks like, well, I, I think we kind of figured this out a while ago. Um, <laughs> Disney Plus may bring more films to premiere access 
And for those of you who don't know, Premier Access is Disney's version or their answer to the uh, video on demands um, craze that's going on. So the way it will work, especially for Mulan, um, they're going to be. So, of course, you need to have a Disney Plus subscription, duh. And then you have to pay an extra $30 on top of that to access Mulan itself. But once you pay that $30, it then becomes a part of your Disney Plus library. So long as you, of course, you know, have the service. But the question is, Devin, and I don't know if they've really addressed this. I saw some random tweet about it. And I asked the guy, I'm like, okay, where are you getting this information from? He's like, oh, I found it online. I'm like, can, can you give me a link <laughs> or something I can look up? Uh, essentially, he should have just said, dude, trust me. But the, the real question is, the heavy hitter. So let's say, you know, you buy Mulan for your Disney Plus. You have it for about, I don't know, a month or two after. And then you look at your bills. You're like, holy crap, I have so many streaming services here. I got to cut back on a few of them. And Disney Plus is one to go. Few months later, you decide, hey, my God, season two of Mandalorian's on or Falcon and Winter Soldier. I gotta check that out. Let me resubscribe to my Disney Plus subscription. The question is, Devin, would you still have access to Mulan after you've canceled your subscription and resubscribed down the road? The world may never know. Because I feel like nobody's talking about that. And we'll find out in um <laughs> couple weeks well we're so not someone, someone's gonna test it out we're in a three-year deal man we can't yeah, we're, we're locked in but someone will find out <laughs> we're locked in disney's paying us to do this stuff in case you guys haven't know the cat's out of the bag but <laughs> yeah we're shells yeah we're shells for sure but yeah that's that is one thing uh i had a few um interesting con- conversations with ricky uh ricky if you're listening uh hi but uh, Ricky was saying that it would make sense if they were to charge you again for that um, Mulan coverage or access fee. I think that's a little weird because it's like, I mean, if you unsubscribe from your Disney Plus and then you resubscribe later on, your entire like library and everything doesn't go anywhere. You just, you had access, you stopped paying for it. So, I mean, I, re- I really don't know. It's, it's all up in the air. They haven't even confirmed or denied that. So, we'll have to wait and see. So, hmm. But you want to take this next bit of news? I know this one tickles your fancy. It does. Your Nashville fancy. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon yeah, yeah. is going to produce a country music competition for Apple. That's going to be awesome. It's music. It's Apple. What more can you need? You can do a one-man review for that one. A one-man review? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I just might. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe. Or maybe I'll write like an article or something. But I feel it's easier for... When it comes to reviews, like I did one review of Cursed on Netflix season one. And like there's, I had so many thoughts going through my mind. And I'm like, I just... I don't know how to put this all on paper, but when it comes to like gaming stuff, I mean, I've been gaming since I was five years old. I've been gaming since I was, well, 1997, born in 92. So, yeah. I feel like I, that is, I've, I've been a part of that world, that industry a lot longer. 
But this does seem really interesting. You know, Reese Witherspoon, she's she has a nice little uh, nice little shop down here in Nashville uh, called uh, J, uh, Draper James, James Draper's, uh, Draper James, I think it is. I've only passed by it a few times. But anytime you walk into that store, they give you a nice little cup of sweet tea. <laughs> sweet tea. Sweet tea. Draper James, that's what it's called, Draper James. But, yeah, it's, I mean... I'm I'm excited for that. Um, there's not too much going on. Um, it looks like it's going to be called My Kind of Country, as we said. Little country music competition. Uh, this doesn't say too much about it. So we'll just have to uh, wait and see. Very excited, though. Might have to re-up that Apple TV Plus subscription. <laughs> Gotta support the Nashvillians, Devin. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> But um, actually, very important. So the the big time movie boys here. Yeah, lights, camera, barstool. This they've they've created. They finally come out with their their definitive movie rankings website, and I gotta say, it's a it's pretty impressive. Very impressive. I'm I'm actually playing around with it right now, and just getting randomizing movies, and yeah, it's it's well made. It is really it's it's a movie ranking database. What to watch and where to watch it. Uh, hopefully, and I, I'm really hoping that this, um, that, that like an actual app come like they they develop an app for this. Yeah, I this, think could, this, this could be a competition for IMDb and and Rotten Tomatoes and, and all that. Like they and they build this database by themselves. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you can type in, you know, I want a movie from this year with this uh, this genre starring, I don't know, enter um, actor, actress here. And, and you, can you know, by the streaming services you have, which is definitely a yeah. big one. The director, the, uh, the universe it's a part of, uh, awards, uh, the decades, genre, subgenre, studio company, uh, holiday christmas or halloween and of course you know actors actresses it, it is a great randomizer and even with the ratings of what they of jeff jeff Lowe and ken jack and troll ballins have um have rated these movies themselves and as devin devin said you know you can add uh streaming providers into the factor they got showtime stars hulu plus uh <laughs> Hulu Plus, Hulu, HBO Max, uh, Disney Plus, Netflix. It's it's all there. Peacock and Peacock Premium. Oh but, yeah, mm, got the premium in there. But yeah, we just wanted to give a shout out to them because this is awesome and definitely going to start using this a lot more. You know, if you're just in for the night, you don't know what to watch, play a little game with yourself and you know, pump in a little randomizer. Oh, you know, well, uh, and see see what comes out on top and give it a whirl. <laughs> so uh do you want to take this next one since you uh you, uh, you're the one who kind of found this one on the, on on the net yeah there will be a chrome slash firefox extension that will allow you to watch movies on netflix with the screenplays synced up with it and scrolling side by side so you can get the uh the writer's view i think that's pretty cool especially for those who are just just want to see you know a different aspect a different perspective of the movie of having everything you know translate from screen i mean you know from paper to screen with uh, execution of course so 
it, it really shows how how different you know things are just written down on a piece of paper and you know it, it comes to life so and then you can also see you know where they might have added in you know put put some little uh, improv or ad lib in there so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool but Devin, lebron james lebron james we got a first look at LeBron James and his new Toon Squad jersey for Space Jam: A New Legacy. Devin, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I liked the logo when they first um, released that. I was a fan of that, but this jersey, I'm not a fan of. The giant is, orange half circle is what throws me off. Is it because it's on the side? Yeah, it's it's weird. And I, I yeah, because at first when I like, I mean, I liked it. I was like, okay, like that's that's something new. It's creative. It's not, you know, just taking the old jersey and bringing it to a new generation. It's not just like a a modernized version of it, if you will. But maybe sometimes, I mean, I like the color scheme. The color scheme's great. Um, it does. It is a bit odd. I wish they kind of would have put those, you know, the rings somewhere else, or maybe just you know in the middle where it says Space Jam. That might have been, you know, something simple. You don't have to go super, I don't know. That that screams like Nike to me, like something that somebody would buy. Because, I mean, you know, there are people out there who think it's fine. But um, I, 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 I'm kind of indifferent to it myself. I don't hate it, but I'm not, like, super crazy about it either. So, Are you super crazy about the New Mutants? I was. I bought my ticket, and then I thought about it for a while. <laughs> It only took me a few seconds to think about. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I just, as much as I want to go back to the movies right now, you know, going to be, you know, on on the road here soon. And I don't want to, you know, going back to uh, visit the old parents, the old old folks. So I don't want to, uh, you know, put myself more at risk, you know, going to see them. So. Yeah, new, new Mutants is definitely not one I'm willing to risk, but uh, when Tenet comes out, that'll be the real <laughs> test. Tenet that will be the true. real test. <laughs> I mean, that too, not not that true. So, but yeah, um, I mean, New Mutants, you bet your sweet pickles. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but you bet your sweet pickles that we'll definitely review it as soon as it's safe or just when it comes out in VOD. Because, hey, I mean... <laughs> We uh we reviewed movies in the past. <laughs> They're like way past their you know time of uh their limelight. We've definitely done that before, and um it it was a lot of fun. We did it with Contagion. I think Parasite. We did it a few uh, a few weeks later on, and then I think we did it for Midsummer. We actually got some pretty nice hits on that as well. So that was yeah yeah it was good stuff. So, um, and the, and the reason hmm. why, and one of the reasons why you might have changed your mind is uh, doctors <laughs> have cautioned against rushing back to movie theaters as the pandemic continues. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty common sense. <laughs> that is very it's true. Probably the worst place you can be in a giant place with crowds of people, people opening their mouths to eat food and drink drinks, just a, a bad concoction of things. <laughs> Lots of yeah. coughing and sneezing. <laughs> Everyone's snorting and yeah. Who, who knows what teeth. else? 
Uh, yeah, and you know, I was reading through this, and this this isn't what changed my mind. Well, it kind of is a little bit, but I was on the fence of like maybe I should just shouldn't go. And then you had posted this, and I read through. It's like, yeah, I think I made the right call. As much as I want to see New Mutants, it is not a movie I'm willing to risk, as you say, as you said, for that. So, oh well. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know if this is necessarily bad news or good news, but Travis Scott has developed a secret track for Tenet. Christopher Nolan says that his contributions were the final piece of a year-long puzzle, and the track reportedly sounds like a brain liquefying trip through time and space. That sounds very exciting. That sounds. Chris, that's like, Christopher Nolan always has amazing music in his movies. So, and I am a Travis Scott fan, but even if I wasn't, I would I would trust Christopher Nolan and his taste because his music in the in his movies is always top notch. Because <laughs> he's top yeah. notch. He is top notch. <laughs> I wonder if uh, Travis Scott was sitting down when he was uh, making this. <laughs> he was playing Fortnite as himself. Hey. <laughs> Drake, <laughs> brain liquefying. That's that's a cool description. Yeah, yeah. That actually is a pretty cool description. I like that a lot. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't realize you were. In. All right, so um, coming up here next for our next piece of news, it looks like uh, according to a new survey, most audiences would prefer to watch Tenet and Wonder Woman at home. However, twenty-seven percent of audience members would still prefer to go to the movies and i believe i tweeted about something very very similar and i feel like this would change like obviously you know we're we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's just it's just not a smart move right now you know as we were just saying and you know as badly as people want to go back to the theaters i feel like health is definitely takes priority over watching something in the theater. If we get, you know, Black Widow, Disney Plus, you bet your sweet pickles we're going to be reviewing it. So, with or without the movie theater. And I believe... Sweet uh, American pickles. (laughs) Sweet American pickles. There we go. The American pickles. Ditch (laughs) digger. But uh, there's also another, um, this comes from MCU Direct on Twitter. They kind of did their own poll. It looks like 13% would only want to see Black Widow in a theater. 32% prefers uh, seeing Black Widow Widow in a theater, but they're okay with watching it um, at home instead. And then 55% of uh, their survey says uh, they don't care about seeing Black Widow in a movie theater. They just want to watch it at home instead. So that is their little, I mean, and, and the, the, um, the numbers are still going. I think they posted another poll around uh, 6,500 votes so far right now. looks like their second poll uh, when it comes to asking the same question, it looks like prefer in theater, but you know, they're okay with them watching at home instead it's leading by around 43%. But where do you lie in this camp between both of these little uh, tidbits of news? Definitely that um, that middle section, the um, preferred theater, but would watch Black Widow at home. Now, yeah. when, when it comes to Tenet, 
<laughs> I'm I'm not gonna not watch it in the theater. I, yeah, I you can't it, do yeah. it. Right. A Christopher Nolan movie has to be your first he, experience. He's the best we have, and he makes the best event films of that caliber. He does by far. He really does. It's it's great. I absolutely love it. I can't it, remember so. the last time I didn't see one of his movies in theaters, besides like the ones that came out a while ago. I will say when it came to Dunkirk, I did not see Dunkirk in theaters. That was the only one I regret not seeing in theaters. But other than that, I've seen all of his other movies in theaters. So It's always an experience. I mean, if they re-release it, absolutely. Because that's still, I feel like that's still an experience in and of itself. So, yeah. <laughs> you want to take this next I mean we could talk about this next piece Or we could just skip right over it I really don't care But um, if you want plane, to talk about Planes, Trains, and Automobiles Being remade with Will Smith and Kevin Hart No, mm. I've never seen the original But it's uh, Steve Martin and John Candy uh, I haven't either so I, so I, don't, I mean I'm sure people will be very upset at this Because everyone hates remakes Of their beloved childhood movies So Yeah <laughs> we'll just have to like i say wait and see i i have no comment on this whatsoever <laughs> it's it 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 is what it is i know some people were like what <laughs> i was like hey it's whatever so uh G-G-G. moving on <laughs> moving on here we got some guillermo del toro signs a multi-year deal with netflix to develop uh films and tv shows and apparently one of those it looks is Pinocchio part of that, or is that? I'm I mean, guessing. obviously, it's, yeah. Because I mean, I wasn't sure if this was like the the remade version of Disney's Pinocchio, or you know, their his own version of it. But the cast is stacked. Definitely. Yes, it you. is. Man, we got some Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor as Cricket, Jiminy Cricket, of course. Uh, we have David Bradley as Geppetto, plus Tilda Swinton, Christopher Waltz, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, um, Tim Blake Nelson, Byrne Gorman, the whole nine. So it's going to be a bumpy ride. I, I actually, I'm kind of excited for that. I feel like Gabriel Del Toro definitely, like, and he was supposed to um, originally create like the, the Hobbit films. And he was so excited about it. And the production and all the ongoings of making that film, those three films, was just a travesty. Definitely worth a research uh, wa- or look up on that one. So, yeah, we get some uh, Pinocchio, you know? The good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You want to take, take this next one? Yeah, we got uh, Pete Davidson's back in the news. Pete mm. Davidson and O'Shea Jackson Jr. are set to star in an STX Films uh, original titled American Soul, spelled S-O-L-E, and it is set in the world of aftermarket sneakers. Kevin Hart, oh. Chris Paul, and Jake Stein to produce. It's it's an interesting concept. It's a very interesting concept. I think because uh, sneakerheads sneakerheads are wild. They really are. Yeah, I used to work at Nike, and it was very. Like I worked as one dude, he had, he literally had an entire warehouse full of sneakers. Like he would just, he was just the biggest collector. I used to think, you know, people growing up, 
you know, they had like a few cl- uh, sneakers in the closet. It's like, oh my God, this guy's got a million shoes. I went to this man's warehouse. And let me tell you, I've never seen that many shoes a day in my freaking life. It was crazy. But this actually does seem very interesting. It actually, it, it puts me on top there with the uh, Tetris movie that's coming out. It's just random things you never really thought that you'd be interested in. And if you are interested in random things, you should check out uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus. Because, yeah, yeah some really good stuff. Just wanted to give that little show a shout out. So, all right. So, uh, moving on here. It looks like uh, the new Scream movie at um, Jenna uh, Ortega to the list of cast members. So the upcoming Scream sequel, Ready or uh, from the Ready or Not directors, excuse me. Um, it's I don't know when I think it's coming out twenty twenty one I believe, um, and it's going to include the you and Jane Virgin star Jen um, Ortega per Deadline. The actress joins recently announced uh, Melissa Berea in the cast, though it is unknown who either actress will play in the new sequels. We really don't know that. Are you a Scream fan, Devin? I was going to ask if, if you've ever seen any of them. Yeah, I've, I've seen plenty of them. It's, I mean, I just the, don't the really ori- care. The original one was, was pretty pretty revolutionary. Yeah, absolutely. horror genre. Yeah, especially for like slasher films. It's, I mean, I'm just not much into the slasher films. It's just, I don't, it's not that I like find them boring or anything. It's just, they just really just don't interest me at all. I mean, I've I've seen plenty of screen movies. It's just, I mean, you know, they 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 have some nice little twists in there here and there, but I feel like they're just kind of samey. I mean, well, I guess you can see they're actually usually like not samey. That's why everyone loved the first one so much because they diverted everyone's expectations. Mm. It's true. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen any of the, in the, uh, any of the screen movies, so. Anything, anything can happen. So might end up really enjoying it. So uh, did you have any other comments about Scream or you want to share your excitement? I think it's, it's time for some very nice news. Some very nice news. Go ahead. Very nice. Sasha Baron Cohen (laughs) has been spotted filming in his Borat costume. This is exciting. I'm I'm a big Sasha Baron Cohen fan and everyone loved Borat how crazy it was so i did love Borat. it's been ages since i've seen that movie god but it was so funny i'm gonna watch it again here soon he's he's so good (laughs) yeah so hopefully uh i mean my gosh it's been what 2006 early 2000s something like that since we've uh cultural learnings of America. <laughs> but yeah, that's always some really good news. I, I think that's some really good news to round off the, uh, the uh, new normal section. So uh, let's get in some, uh, we got some video game news here. Some, some video games. That's what, uh, you know, us down here in the South, we talk about some video games. Got some nice, some nice video game news here for you. So um, apparently, ah, ooh, did we talk about? Should we talk about this one? The leaks. I mean, I don't really know if they're true. They're, or they're not. pretty much confirmed. They are okay. So <laughs> we're going to talk about the leaks. 
of the two DC um, games that are going to be coming out in the near future. One of them we know um, has been officially titled Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. And apparently the other one is titled Batman Gotham Knights. I don't um, know if any of these details are true, but that's pretty sure right. the titles are. Right. So let's 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 break it up here for people because it it seems like there is a bit of confusion because I think everyone thinks that these two games are the same when they're not. So the Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. That is going to be developed by Rocksteady Productions. It is the same. Uh, same studio that made the Batman Arkham series. So that is not, they are not making the Batman game, but it looks like they're, excuse me. It looks like there are a few leaks here. Um, we're just going to give you guys a spoiler warning right now. We don't know if these are true or not. Take these with a grain of salt um, as we dive in. If you don't want to hear about it, um, just skip over until uh, we talk about uh Microsoft's second uh, amazing exclusive hitting the 2020 Hall of Fame. So we'll, we'll only talk about this for like a minute or two. But I did want to kind of dive this dive into it. So I'll tackle the uh, Justice League Kill Suicide Squad and then Devin will tackle the Batman Gotham Knights. So, of course, it is developed by Rocksteady Productions. According to the leaks, it is a co-op game with RPG elements. Uh, the goal is to assassinate or capture seven members of the Justice League. Uh, apparently, they are similar to raid bosses. Uh, some playable characters include Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Cheetah, Bane! We have Bane in the mix! Poison Ivy, Scarecrow, and Gorilla, uh, Gorilla Grood, Grod. Uh, Deathstroke and Red Hood are apparently future DLC characters. And, mm, man, this last part really pisses me off. <laughs> it looks like apparently Red Hood is a PlayStation exclusive, yes. which doesn't surprise me at all. So that's, eh, I don't know. So apparently the Justice League bosses, moving on here, the Justice League bosses are going to be Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Red Robin, Cyborg, Booyah, and Batman is excluded apparently because um, Warner Brothers doesn't want to show him being killed or captured. So Robin is apparently supposed to replace him. Uh, Martian Manhunter will be added in a future update apparently. Uh, looks like Superman, Wonder Woman, and Flash will only be captured, not killed. And it looks like Suicide, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League is coming late 2021 or 2022 to PS5, Xbox Series X, Steam, Epic, and Stadia. Google it's, Stadia. It's funny that you can only capture Superman, Wonder Woman, and Flash, but you can just straight up murder Aquaman and Green Lantern. I mean, I don't want to murder Aquaman for that terrible movie that he was in no, <laughs> but yeah that is all of the leaks again take with a grain of salt for suicide squad kills the justice league we will be getting more information about this during dc fandom um on saturday so technically tomorrow because this is when the podcast is going to be dropped anyway but over to you Devin, <laughs> for got batman gotham knights batman gotham knights which is made by WB Montreal. So they're mixing it up a bit, which I like. 
I've, I've enjoyed all the Batman games, but I, I think it's, it might be nice to get a different dev, uh, developer in there. Mm. Uh, the game is a large open world city divided into 17 districts. Each district is controlled by an elite talent. The four main playable, playable characters are, of course, Batman. You get Nightwing, uh, Damian Wayne Robin, and Batwoman. And, of course, Harley Quinn is a bonus pre-order character. She's in both games, which is interesting. Mm. You can switch between those characters at any time while they're in different places, like GTA V was, which sounds very cool, but I don't know if it it's does. true. The main antagonist is the Court of Owls, and the Talons can regenerate after being defeated and will go after the character that defeated them. So that sounds like a, a Shadow of Mordor. Mordor type thing, yeah. yeah whatever that, I like that, that enemy system was, which I don't know. Having different game features in here, it feels like someone just made it up, but it, m- it might be. That's why yeah. it's a rumor. Yeah. Um, defeating an elite talent means that their district becomes part of Batman Inc., giving access to new upgrades, crafting materials, etc. The secret villains controlling the court are the three Jokers, based on Jeff Johns' upcoming comic. I don't think we need more Jokers, but all right. <laughs> and it, it's said to be coming in early 2021 to every platform there is. Yeah. Let, uh, yeah. And that includes PS4 and Xbox One, of course, with Next Gen, Stadia, Epic, and Steam. Steam! And Steam. So, yeah, uh, that's just a nice little rundown of the Batham, uh, Batman, not Batham, Batman, Gotham Knight. And Suicide Squad kills Justice League info. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see and see uh, see what well, they're going to confirm. A couple days. Yeah, it's only a couple of Technically a day. Yeah. You know, posting this out on Fridays, boy. So it looks like Microsoft scores its second exclusive in the 2020 Hall of Fame. Who, who and yeah, Look it it's up. a Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, sitting at a mighty on open uh, open critic, um, and the top critic average score is around ninety three, and one hundred percent percent of critics recommends. Uh, they've been you know, flight simulators been part of Microsoft for a very very long time. But uh, one of my um, friends, he is a he's a pilot, and he he bought it. He has uh, he plays on Xbox, and he. He loves it, man. He lo- I think it came out yesterday or a few days ago. Yeah, so. I, I haven't played it yet, but I plan on trying it. It took a while to download, but <laughs> it is massive. And I <laughs> like they like the entire world has essentially been scanned and you can just go anywhere, it which is unreal. But it, it really great. does. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. You know, a lot of we can't fly. We're kind of stuck here in the United States. We can't go anywhere. So this is our uh, our answer or our answer to freedom. <laughs> Can't wait to fly, fly from Akron to Toledo or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, I feel like they'll be all right. But uh, seriously, congrats to uh, Microsoft on a, a job all done for this. And, and the other event. game that made the 2020 Hall of Fame was obviously Ori. Yes, Ori in the Blind Forest, or is was it Will of the Wisp? Will the I think Wisp, it was yeah. Will of the Wisp. Have you played uh, Will of the Wisp yet? I never got through the first one, so no. I haven't yet either. I've been slowly playing it, and I always come back to when I get a little bit farther. But I think now I'm in a space where, because I think when I was trying to play it, there were so many games coming out, and I was just 
overwhelmed by everything. Now, you know, it's it's towards the end of the year. We do have a few more games coming out, but it's nothing huge. I mean, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, of just to name a few of the big ones, and of course, Cyberpunk 2077. I myself am looking forward to uh the new Crash Bandicoot. Uh it's about time. So that's that'll be coming out as well. And I believe there's another one called Ken Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits as well that kind of it gives me those Ori and the Blind Forbes vibes. But I've been playing some Battletoads, which is phenomenal, by the way. Absolutely love it. Just great arcade game. Something it's it's challenging, but you know, you don't always need to have like a big budget triple A game to be like, oh my god, this is this is a masterpiece, this is a fantastic, you know, eh, whatever. Like it sometimes it's just good to plop on some fall guys and have a good time with your friends. But um speaking of actually, no, not speaking of. So it looks like really quick, I'll cover this one and then I'll have you tackle the next one and then I'll close out here. Uh looks like Ghost of Tsushima is getting an online co-op multiplayer um, coming this fall for free for all uh, everyone who owns the game. I'm actually pretty excited about this, Devin. Very, very excited. It's called Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Uh, the new online co-op uh, mode will be free for owners of Ghost of Tsushima uh, to do this autumn. And it's an entirely different experience, Darren This Bridges. feels like <laughs> the first like multiplayer game Sony's made in like in a while 10 years i don't know it's been a while yeah i'm tr- i'm trying to think because i know the first last of us well that originally came on the playstation 3 it had factions and i know a lot of people have been pushing for factions for the last of us part two um ooh. i've i think the bloodborne has some kind of online co-op emote but I think you're right. I'm trying to think. I can't think of the last time. I mean, I guess it's Killzone Shadowfall that came out during the very beginning of the PlayStation 4's life cycle. But um, it, it looks like, you know, Sucker Punch Productions, same studio I made, um, Infamous Second Son, and of course, the beloved Sly Cooper franchise. Looks like they designed Legends to be exclusively cooperative gameplay experience. You'll be able to partner up with your friends um, via online matchmaking and play, um, par- partner up with your friends. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. They worded that kind of weird. You'll be able to partner up with your friends or via online matchmaking. Well, I guess, yeah, whatever. Uh, to play Legends in a group of two to four players. Each player can choose one of the four different uh, character classes. Uh, samurai, Hunter, Ronin, or Assassin. Each class will have its unique advantages and abilities and that they will reveal in the uh, in the near future. So... It looks like there's going to be a lot of, uh, if you're playing with two people, there will be a lot of uh, co-op story missions uh, that can escalate in difficulty, building on the foundation of the combat from the single-player campaign, but with a new magical twist that um, often requires careful synchronization with your partner. So for a player, you'll be able to attack uh, wave-based survival game missions, so on and forth, so on and so forth, fighting groups, of the toughest enemies that Sushima has to offer, including uh, new Oni enemies uh, with supernatural abilities. So that sounds, it sounds amazing. And I'm definitely going to try it out. Um, I don't know who other of my friends have matchmaking on PlayStation Plus. Oh, I forgot to tell you, Devin. 
I had to crack down and buy PlayStation Plus. How's it feel? Terrible. Well, okay. So the reason why I bought it, um, and I totally forgot that they, um, I forgot that this feature is, is for one feature only, and that's for cloud saves. So originally, I thought for whatever reason, you had a certain amount of cloud save storage without having a PlayStation Plus. Uh, account apparently that is wrong <laughs> so i don't know where i got that bogus information from or where i thought thought i read that from but um you know i'm playing on getting a playstation 5 i would like all of my you know game saves from my ps4 transfer on my playstation 5 seamlessly so i bought the bullet i mean i <laughs> bit the bullet excuse me and had to uh get some playstation plus for now only for that. I haven't used it for online. I, I haven't used online for PlayStation in ages. So, yeah, had to crack down and get that. So, I guess I didn't know that was the cloud saves were part of the service. And I was like, well, that's actually very important. So, I'm going to let you take this next one because I've been talking for a while. Yeah, we had to get this um, Assassin's Creed creative director on out of here. Get out of here. Ashraf Ismail um, was accused of attempting to engage in extramarital relations with a fan that he met through his position at Ubisoft. So (laughs) get get this guy out of here. He's gone. He's he's really like getting into character here, acting like a Viking, apparently. That's uh Wow. I, I honestly have no he's words. Been fired, I, so yeah, he's out of these, out of the Ubi. He's he's smeared the Ubisoft name, and of course they don't want people like that on oh, their he team. He looks like a douche too. I'm looking at his yeah, picture now. Is he more of a douche than Zack Snyder? Who's douchier? Or Josh Whedon? Josh. <laughs> Josh. That's Josh. Justice League. <laughs> There's the right answer. But yeah, um, this is uh, it's good news that they, you know, uh, cut ties with this guy and, you know, no, no company ever wants like this is so weird. I don't even want to like get into it. It's just I guess back in June, all this stuff that happened and Jason Schreier, our boy over at uh, Bloomberg, who used to work for Kotaku, making a name for himself in the gaming industry for a very long time. Um, he has confirmed um, that Mr. Ismail has been fired from the company. So always um, J- Jason Schreier is never a bad source to follow. He, I can never, I, I mean, he's, he's written some controversial pieces, but that's about it. I mean, nothing that I wouldn't agree with, but this last piece of news here, Devin, and then we're going to bounce on out of here and play some battle toads. Well, after this podcast is done, of course. It looks like oh PSU, PSU.com. There's a rumor that the PlayStation 5 release date has been set for November 13th, and the standard console price has been set at $499, while the digital, the all digital edition has been set for $399. I know Review Tech USA kind of talked on this a little bit for a while but um it seems it seems accurate but of course we don't know when any of this is actually going to break so we're we're literally sitting here waiting 
you know, they're, I think Sony was talking about, oh, it's 3D audio, the PlayStation 5. I kept retweeting all day. I was like, I don't care. Give us an early state, like, all day. But any thoughts about this? Um, do you think this is likely? I actually do not believe it. All, mm, okay. all of these prices seem like they're very reasonable. And for that reason, I don't think this is true because if these were the reasonable prices all along, why would it take them so long to announce them? That's a good analogy. What, what, are, they, what are they waiting for? If it's <laughs> if these price, if these are the very reasonable prices that people would be excited about, they would have announced it by now. Yeah, you're you're actually I that 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 is right on the nose. And you know we've talked about in the past. I know Devin said that. You know, his his take is that, um, you know, he feels like they don't have faith in these projects. They're, they're too afraid to announce these prices. And it's, I mean, even here with the Xbox Series S and the X, uh, the Xbox Seri- the Series S being, you know, the lesser of both consoles uh, when it comes to price. They're saying that the Xbox Series X is supposed to come out on the 6th of November and the Series S the day after. It doesn't make any sense. But we know that both we know the Xbox Series X is coming in November. We know that, and that's about it. Um, that, that actually is a really good analogy, Devin. I didn't even think about that for the longest time because it could very well, very well be six hundred dollars. There's all there's that rumor out there circulating that the Xbox Series X is six hundred bucks. According to Lana Pierce, got like a a text from a, a, a retailer saying, "Hey, this could be the price." of the xbox series x showing at uh 5.99 so we just have to wait and see i'm just tired of both of these fucking like just, i, I just want to know the fact that it's just taking this long it's there's something there's something going on because we should know all this information you know obviously no we didn't have e3 but we should know this information by now this is this is too much I, i'm just this, this is very ridiculous and it's kind of pissing me off a little bit not pissing me off but it's i'm I'm pretty disappointed in the way that they're handling this with not being as transparent it's with uh, what what do you guys have to hide seriously i I don't know man it's like i'm just just tired of the whole thing and it's like how how, i mean but they know people are craving for it but i don't want these freaking multi-billion dollar companies to get all cocky up in here acting like everyone's a bunch of smucks and saying, hey, you know, well, you know, they're going to buy it anyway. Why? Oh, because we're PlayStation. We have the PlayStation 5. Why wouldn't you? Or we're Xbox. You know, we got the Xbox Series X. So I believe we actually are coming up on news here. Or not news. Coming up. <laughs> wow. Coming up on time here. So I believe that is going to do it for today's episode of our new show, Headline Hot Takes, here on the Film Optics Podcast. And again, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, Pandora, iHeartRadio. And of course, check out the rest of the podcast, the, excuse me, the drive-in podcast network. We got sports. We got commentaries. We got music. We got us. It's us. We got Oscar talk with the Music City Drive-In podcast. Oh, shut up, Siri. Um, we, we got it all. It's, it's, it's some good stuff. Great stuff. And of course, check out my article I wrote on the Xbox Series X. If you're on the fence, I explain why you should pick up one this holiday season. So give it a gander. It's over at the Music City Drive-In website. I'm going to put that link in the description of the podcast episode. And of course, we're going to be joined by Mr. Leo from Geekly Goods and Amanda from AMX um, 
reviews on Sunday to discuss everything dealing with the uh, DC fandom. So that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. So I believe that does it here. Ladies and gentlemen, we went a little bit over on time. I feel like our podcast will be getting a little bit longer, like five minutes. We're normally around that hour mark, but this, this isn't too bad. But we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.